What a great uh, podcast for you today from what's going on here in America, China, and Afghanistan. A great update on that to goldfish. Goldfish being left behind, and I will not help them. It's, uh, it's pretty tragic. And the secret compound that possibly Donald Trump is buying. <laughs> what's going on? All this and so much more on today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you wouldn't mind taking a second to do that, as well as Studios America, free episodes every single day, and blazetv.com slash Glenn is the place to go to sign up for Blaze TV. The promo code is Glenn. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Gray to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray, host of uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, where you can find that on Blaze mm-hmm. TV or any place you can find your podcast. Yeah, you hear uh, a lot about how great things are going right now. So, right? Yeah, yeah. we're right? taking a completely different tack. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are saying this isn't going well. Really? I'm, I'm going the opposite direction. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I'm, right. what could you do that's better? So you're not telling the truth about the negative side of this, which is the media is saying things aren't going perfectly, and, and yeah. that's bad. They deserve right. The Biden administration deserves their props. The, exactly. It, okay, so exactly. Us, let's is everybody them, dead? Let, no. No, no there's people yet. that are alive. <laughs> <laughs> not, yet. not yet not yet uh, that's a good way to look at yeah. it yeah there's not a few musicians still alive yeah yeah, yeah. Right. right i'm sure there's a and few comedians. homosexuals that are you know Maybe. still feeling comfortable walking yeah. the streets right and like we've right. never tested this like we don't know how the tal maybe the taliban will be fantastic if they just have a bunch of helicopters and drones maybe that right. was the weakness of right. the society correct. before right. correct well, and they- you know what let's go to let's go to the department of uh, state and uh, secretary blinken you know the Taliban, as he said yesterday, has to earn its international mm-hmm. legitimacy and support. And yeah, you know, yes. I think we need yes. to give them time. Yes. You know, I was Let watching some incredible footage today of our soldiers walking into the airport in Kabul and looking at their helicopters and then. I realized, no. No, that's not them. It's not them. That's, that's the, the Taliban in our yeah. uniforms yeah. Yeah. with our helicopters and uh-huh. our equipment. <laughs> However, like, wow, we're giving. No. They're dressed a lot better than they used to be. Much better. And they drive around town in nicer vehicles. Is it so... possible it was the vehicles and the outfits that were the problem last and time? And the lack of yes, Black is. Hawk helicopters. Yes. Right. You yeah. Know? Like, maybe they needed this bird's eye view <laughs> to understand they shouldn't be raping women in the streets. I don't yeah. know. Who maybe. knows? We've never tried maybe. it. And there's have, only 30, there's only like 34 countries that have more Blackhawks now than the Taliban. So I think that's, that's maybe good. the problem this whole time, <laughs> whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have 42,000 more trucks. They could open a used car dealership Oh, yeah, that, that could that really that bring that in some revenue. It could. Yeah. it could. You look at the prices of uh, used cars oh today. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And yes. you know, they had the, uh, the MD five thirties. Those are, they have 43 of those, uh, helicopters. And last night, these guys are such characters. Uh, they were <laughs> strapping people to the skids. And then just mm. uh, flying with the people st- strapped to the skids. <sighs> yeah. And sometimes, you know, those those ropes accidentally got loose. Oh, and boy. they fell to their death accidentally. Uh, oh, other no. times, they just landed on them. Uh, so it oh, was boy. great. Okay. It was great. Yeah. They got 43 of those helicopters. So they can provide all kinds of entertainment. Oh, man. These guys are so evil. And we yeah. are, yeah. we are, you know, it's, we all knew that 
you're not going to be able to take care of a country that won't fight for themselves. Okay, they have to mm-hmm. want it. But you are seeing that there are cities that are pushing them back. 30 cities push these guys out. Yeah. And there are they yeah. are standing up. We just left a complete vacuum. We could have easily left just a few people there at our air base just so they knew, you know what, things get really bad. I guess we're just going to call the Americans and they'll just drop a few bombs on you. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that deterrent. We just, even if it's for six months, mm-hmm. yeah. we just left them, just left them. And don't listen to the government. We left Americans behind. Oh, even, yeah. I mean, even the government is admitting that. I mean, they can't they hide are, well, it. They 200. Yeah. 200. They're saying they it's only 200. Yeah. But, but we, know it's, crap. we know it's more than one. You know more the, than zero is, is, uh, is not appropriate. The Biden interview with Stephanopoulos the other day, Stephanopoulos said to Biden, and he didn't challenge it, there are 10 to 15,000 Americans left there. Right. 10 to 15,000. Now, Blinken said we've gotten as many as 6,000 out. That leaves four to 9,000 Nine. people right. still there. Unless they, four were, to 9, unless they were lying when they had 15,000, when mm-hmm. they said they had 15,000. They, were they lying then mm-hmm. or are they lying now? Right. Gee, I don't know, because they'll lie know. about everything. Yeah. And the only way this ends, we all know how this ends, which is, of course, that over time, the media, to, to back up Joe Biden that this wasn't so bad, starts turning the Taliban into the good guys in this conflict against ISIS-K, and then we start funding the They're Taliban to fight it. ISIS-K. Has to be the way this ends. It is already happening. Yes. I would not be surprised. I mean, obviously, we're funding them with $85 billion of military equipment. But I'm saying, I'm saying, still outwardly occurring it now. It happened mm-hmm. with the president's speech last week. He already did it. He said this: these bombings were ISIS and the Taliban It was mm-hmm. protecting us. Right. I, you know, excuse me. But I happen to know exactly how that airport was working. There were three Taliban checkpoints to get to the Abbey Gate. You had to go through three choke points. All right. Did, did does the Taliban n- not know what a suicide vest looks like? I'm saying it was a what, 25 or 50 pound suicide yeah, vest, a giant enormous, one, basically enormous. Yeah. They allowed that to go through. I'm sorry. It's certainly I'm certainly suspicious of that. But what I'm saying is like ongoing military support, ongoing yeah. uh, humanitarian support. They're going to become our buddies again. Where did mm-hmm. this is what happens in these conflicts? We're going to listen to the, did you hear the nothing. speeches from the military officials after we pulled out. They're yeah. like, oh, the Taliban was fantastic. I mean, they were great. They really helped us. I mean, I didn't get everybody at these checkpoints, but wow, what a great job they did. I mean, they were, they were acting like it was like they, they did. Hey, my people. son did a good job at the Little League game this week. Good job. Good job, son. Good job, Taliban. Thank you for helping us. Like, this is pathetic. Aren't we the United States of America? I can't. No. I, I, no, I, we're I, apparently not anymore. Apparently not. And Fox is reporting that they've got an American hostage right now. The Taliban oh, has they have an American for a long time. They have for a long time. And we couldn't mm-hmm. even we couldn't even get the hostage out as part of this pullout right. deal. We couldn't even get that. And they keep asking about it and they're saying, We're not gonna leave anybody behind. You know you're leaving this person behind, and we can't even get with these incredible negotiations we're having with the Taliban, we can't even get the known hostages out. I mean, it's inc- it's in- insane that this has happened. 
It's it and, and he owns every little bit of it. And the media is going to. They've done a halfway decent job when the crisis was going on, but now oh, yeah. that American troops are out of there. And now that there's no longer any active danger at that airport where all the, the cameras are pointed, will start. it's going to start, yeah. and they're going to start saying how actually it was an amazing, it was a historic airlift. It was the biggest ever in history. Well, they deserve all that. this credit. And mm-hmm. it's going to continue and continue until, until Joe Biden was the hero of this war, and the Taliban are our are, are close confidants. In our tough war. Who punch above their weight. They punch above their <laughs> weight. You know, we thought they were bad for a while, but that was probably yeah. George Bush's fault after all. Mm-hmm. After all, it was an inside job, as we all know. I thought we were going to get good news from Pat. I thought that's what he was doing. Oh, you didn't find that to be? Uh, no, I really? don't find that good huh. news. Weird. I, I'm really? still looking for the good news. <laughs> Weird. Huh. Did you guys see the Washington Post um, article uh, where they are saying, we don't know. I mean, what is what's wrong with Trump voters? They, they should be all over. Now, I'm, now, I can't I can't tell if this is a parody or not. So you tell me if Trump voters cared a whit about substance, they'd be swooning for Joe Biden right now. Uh, in ways both enthusiastic and reluctant, President Biden has pursued a surprisingly Trump agenda. He has implemented the rapid and complete withdrawal from Afghanistan that former President Donald Trump negotiated with the Taliban. He maintained Trump's tariffs against China on metal imports. He continued a Trump policy that allowed the rapid deportation of asylum seekers. Oh, my gosh. He achieved the longtime Trump goal of massive infrastructure spending deal and continued Trump's practice of heavy deficit spending. He's furthered Trump's coddling of the Saudi regime regime by letting it off the hook for murdering uh, the journalist Jamal Khashoggi and Russia by greenlighting the gas pipeline to Germany that circumvents Ukraine. He's left in place Trump's hardline Cuba policy. Uh, So where's the love from the MAGA crowd? (laughs) Those aren't the things that we loved about, uh, it said, the likely reason for this is obvious and depressing. Trump voters weren't attracted to him because of his policies, but because of his tribal partisanship and because they like Trump's style. His attacks on the institutions, government by tweet, the violent talk, and yes, white nationalism. That is... That is incredible let's just go through this list shall we uh he's implemented the rapid and complete withdrawal from afghanistan that former president donald trump negotiated with the taliban Mm -hmm. Uh, just so you know um no one was for this kind of an exit strategy this is a disaster most americans would agree they didn't want to be in afghanistan anymore But not if this was the cost. By the way, um, Donald Trump didn't go 40 hours without returning the phone call to the prime minister of our biggest, longest ally, England. He didn't rape all of our allies to the point to where they won't do business with us anymore. By the way, the Taliban killed one person one person before he was going back to meet with them and he said i won't meet with them and all of those people are dead one person was killed by the taliban and he said they're dead and guess what they were (laughs) now 
So don't give me this, that that Joe Biden has done the Trump agenda with the Taliban. Uh, He's continued the Trump policy that allows for rapid deportation of asylum seekers. Are you kidding me? Are you really trying to convince the American people that our border is as secure as it was? Do you know under under um, Barack Obama, his worst month was 10,000 people coming over the border? You And we all remember that month, don't we? Mm. That was the worst month. And it was kind of an anomaly because it went back down the next month. The last five months on our border have been between 12 and 20,000 people coming across our border. The worst anomaly of Barack Obama, he has doubled that number. And it's not just one month, it's every month. 12 to 20,000 people coming across our border. So please. I think it's more than that. Yeah, some months. Uh, it's I, like 200,000. There are multiple categories First, here. Yeah. yeah, I think you might be speaking of, because you're right, it is like that number's up over 200,000. Because I remember mm-hmm. they had a chart they were giving out for months. Like, here's the here's the here's their numbers. And look at it. It's kind of cl- close to last year. And then all of a sudden it wasn't close. And then all of a sudden it literally went off, off the top of off the, chart. the charts because yeah. the, the, they had the top of the chart at 200,000. Like, it's never going to hit this. And then it went off the top it of the went chart over that. Yeah. Asylum, and maybe, I don't know, yes. I think that's asylum uh, asylum seekers. There's yeah, also, maybe yeah, just yeah. asylum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so don't tell me about his Ugh. rapid deportation of asylum seekers. The, the, the Supreme Court had to force him back into the Trump policy. And quite honestly, I don't even know if that's been done. No, uh, they've ignored a lot of the Supreme Court right. orders. Right. So ignored them. please give it a rest. Well, summer is coming to an end soon, but our outdoor life is still for the taking. Nothing brings family and friends together quite like throwing some delicious food on the grill. And no grill will cook your food quite like a Rectech. With its smart grill technology, the Rectech rises above the competition to create the ultimate cooking experience. Imagine throwing on those perfect steaks, those juicy burgers and hot dogs, and maybe even, you know, a vegetable or two if you're feeling like crazy, and having everything turn out absolutely perfect and delicious. Well, with Rectech, that's exactly what you're going to get because it monitors its own internal heat throughout the cooking process and makes sure everything is heated evenly. Meanwhile, you can monitor everything from an app on your phone or a device. If you're looking for a new grill, look no further. It's time to get a Rectech. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter at Rectech with a Q at the end dot com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Josh Rogan, he's the author of Chaos Under Heaven. Uh, we just did a podcast together, I think a couple of three weeks ago. Uh, it is a must-watch podcast. Uh, it You will learn so much from uh, Josh. And he joins us again today. Uh, he is a columnist, and don't hold this against him, for the Washington Post. <laughs> Hi, Josh. How are you? Great to be back with you, Glenn. So I am, uh, you know, I'm wondering. Uh, well, first let's let's start with let's start with the simple stuff. The big winner here seems to be China. Uh, they are they are now looking to build new roads across parts of uh, of Afghanistan. They are looking at their 
their mineral mineral reserve, uh, which is enormous. Uh, their lithium reserve. Tell me about the big winner here in Afghanistan. Right, Glenn. Well, you know, there are lots of different angles to this debacle we're seeing unfold in Afghanistan. Just a disaster for American credibility and standing all over the world. But and uh, I tried the way I look at it is that not everything in the world is related to China, but the competition with China actually plays out all over the globe in every part of it, and especially in uh, Southwest Asia. And I think this really gives us gives China an advantage over us in several several different ways first of all let's just talk about the 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 big picture right that joe biden our president internationalist president was supposed to bring america back he was supposed to be proving that democracies can defeat autocracies he was supposed to be convincing the rest of our allies to come along on this project of building or restoring or repairing whatever you like to call it the international global world order which is his entire plan for countering the rise of the chinese communist party and the threat that it poses to our way of life and boom right out of the bat he's losing democracies left and right it's not just afghanistan look at myanmar look at nicaragua look at i don't know uh, tunisia you know all over the world in eight months autocracy is on the march and if you're in any country that's sort of on the border between sort of, you know, a struggling country that's trying to do better, that's trying to lift itself out of suffering and tyranny. And you look at that, you have to say that, like, uh, America walks, talks the talk, but doesn't walk the walk. And so that's the big, that's the big picture here is that the big Chinese Communist Party argument has always been that democracy doesn't work. It's too messy. Once you give people freedom, they use it to, you know, produce fake news and all these things that we believe in like, uh, you know, human rights and the rule of law are all just sham. That's what Xi Jinping wrote in a, a thing called Document Number 9, which is in my book, Chaos Under Heaven. It explains that his entire theory of the case is that the democracy and open and free societies don't work, okay? And that it's much better just to have a thuggish dictatorship, even though you might not like what it does all the time. Well, you'll have more stability and safety. And that's what we're proving by handing over this country to a thuggish dictatorship. And that doesn't even get you to the minerals and the diplomatic, you know, uh, 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 power that we've yielded to Beijing, and the fact that we throw our allies under the bus, and we abandon our local partners, and who around the world is going to want to work with us again, and who around the world is going to believe us again when we go into some place and say, hey, we can make your lives better, hmm. and uh, we're going to stick it out because we believe in these things that we profess to believe in, and but now China can go around the world and say, no, 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 that'll work for a little while until they get tired of you, and that's what they're saying to Israel and Taiwan and everyone else. So, Josh, um, you said that um, President Xi is is looking at uh, a world and saying autocracies work, uh, democracies don't. Well, I would posit to you that that is the belief of Joe Biden or at least those around him. As he said before to the press, um, uh, to the select press, the approved press, right before his, I guess you would call it a State of the Union speech, he said, you know, the jury's out on this. And that's our that's that's our quest to find out if a democracy like ours can exist and uh, and actually hold its own against these autocracies. And I honestly believe he thinks that we can't it's i mean it's the great reset that is that is the whole idea of build back better 
that you do have to take some of these rights away from people to be able to compete against China. This is exactly what we went through with the progressives in the 1920s and 1930s and 40s. Same thing. Well, listen, you know, I think there's there, there, there are similarities that you could draw, Glenn, but I think we should kind of avoid wrapping, uh, you know, our battle with tyranny at the Chinese Communist Party into our own domestic politics. You and I have talked about this a lot, right? We can, yes, there are uh, 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 through lines, right, about, you know, government power and our, our ability to affect, you know, uh, 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 to speak freely in our own society, but it's not the same. We shouldn't draw... Oh, I know. I'm not saying it is the same. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that their view of a, a free republic, like we have constitutionally, that the left's idea of a free republic, uh, they don't necessarily believe in it either. Uh, you know, Xi Jinping, he is, you know, he's, he's 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 to the extreme of that, but they're on the same road. They don't think that we can compete. They think this is an old, outdated model. You know, I think there is something to that. They there, they, you know, you, you can't just preach democracy. You have to actually implement it at home. And I do think that, you know, the way the Biden administration is going is that you have to conclude that they think that America's in decline and they're trying to manage that decline. Right. Now, what I say is that doesn't have to be the case. Now, if you're of the, that's sort of how Obama thought of it too, right? He's like, oh, well, you know, it's just inevitable that these other countries are going to become so much more powerful than us. We should just manage our decline and hand off global responsibility. The problem with that, of course, is that when America withdraws, it's the bad guys who take over. It's like the worst actors, the strongest people, like the whoever is new at the zoo with all the guns and the money. In this case, the Taliban who fills that void. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, it, it, that they it's not over yet. Right. We have to fight against that both at home and abroad, because if it is the same fight, as you say, then, you know, we can't afford to lose either one. We can't afford to take our eye off either ball. Uh, I talked to Nigel Farage yesterday, and uh, we've talked to some people over uh, overseas in many different countries of our allies, and they all pretty much say the same thing. Uh, we don't, we don't trust you anymore. What, what is the effect of that on, on well, the I, average American citizen? Why should they care about that? You know, if Joe Biden came to power criticizing for alienating allies, right? That was his whole pitch, right? America's alone. America first means America alone. And here we are in the first eight months, and he's done as much to alienate allies as anyone else. And the reason that that affects all Americans, because if you're bought into this idea that, you know, America should, you know, uh, work with like-minded countries on all these projects, well, then we actually have to do it. We actually have to uh, uh, put our money where our mouth is. And then if we can't get these countries on board, especially with regards to the China competition, well, then that's a big problem. If, you know, it's one thing to lose Afghanistan to China. It's another thing to lose Europe. And that's sort of what we're staring at, is that you've got all these countries that should be on our side and by our side and not, I don't mean America's side. I mean, on the side of the things that we believe in on the, the side of freedom and democracy in the West and yeah. free and open societies and justice right. and, you know, and, and human dignity, right. And, and, and individual rights, right. The same things that you're talking about in our domestic debate, you have pools of those people in all of these European countries, but you know, if they're watching their own people uh, get killed in Afghanistan due to our incompetence, well, then next time we go and ask them for help or tell them that they can trust us, of course they're not going to believe us. So, again, not everything is related to China, but it is, in a way, undermining our ability to 
do exactly what Biden said he wants to do. And that's really the big problem is that what they're saying and what we see on our TV screens are to- two totally different things. You can't really undermine trust more than that. I mean, I, we just spent three weeks even I mean, look at all the Democrats who are watching their TV screens, you know, calling everybody they know in the administration to beg them to get their friends and family out of the, uh, this crazy, ugly, dystopian situation and failing because the State Department and the Biden administration was so discobulated, so screwed up, just a mess. That's what I saw for the last 19 days. A total disaster, the avoidable disaster, predictable disaster, where real people died because of the incompetence, not ideology, it's just the sheer incompetence of this administration. And that's what the world sees, too. So they, could, they might even believe that Joe Biden believes what he says. But if they don't think he has the basic competence to pull it off, then why would they bet their countries on it? It wouldn't make any sense. I talked to somebody um, yesterday who um, was the chief of staff for a major allies um, uh, prime minister, and he happened to be friends of the prime minister of, uh, I want to say it's Albania. I I think I have that right. Albania. Um, Last week when I was in the Middle East, Albania was taking uh, Christian refugees. It's a great place for Christian refugees to go. Um, and uh, they had no problem taking it. The State Department called uh, the Albanian government and said, at the last minute, do not take any of these. And I asked, I asked this former aide who was speaking to the head of Albania, the, I think this prime minister, um, and I said, did he give you any indication on why? That happened, and he said, no, he thought it was very bizarre, and so do I. And they wouldn't assign a a motive to it, but uh, that's not incompetence. What is that? Well, it's partially incompetence, but I've heard, first of all, Glenn, that's a horrible, horrible story uh, that needs to be reported out and talked about, and I hope. And, and and so do I. And that's why I say it's, a, it's it's shocking, but not surprising, because I've been dealing with stories like this for the last three weeks, like almost everybody else in Washington has. And all, they all go the same way. The State Department told us we were on our own. So we made we lifted heaven and, and earth to make arrangements to get our people out. And then the State Department screwed it up at the last minute. Yeah. And why is that going on? Because at, in the middle of this mess, they start the administration continued to make bad decisions on top of bad decisions. And in the end, they were looking out for their political interests and their political interests were to, first of all, make sure they don't get blamed for any of this stuff, which is not going to happen. And second of all, to get out the people that they cared about most. So when it, when push came to shove and they decided that they weren't going to extend the deadline again for no other reason than the political reason, uh, they immediately started to tell everyone, forget about your people, we're going to get our people, our locally employed staff, and um, also Americans and green card holders, but really only the Afghans that the State Department wanted to be able to say, we saved these guys. And so everyone who had been working for two or three weeks to get their own friends and family out, equally deserving Afghans who had done equally heroic things, uh, they just got pushed aside because, uh, you know, that's the way that things were going. So yeah, it is a mix of political gamesmanship and a mix of incompetence uh, all rolled into one. It's a perfect storm of, of idiocy uh, that has cost people's lives, lots of people's lives. And we'll continue to do so because of the thousands we left behind. I think um, it's the first time I've ever said this. I think calling um, 
people idiots for this is the kindest <laughs> word uh, you could possibly yeah. use. This J- is a family show, and I'm <laughs> glad to, to see. Uh, you know, I know... Go ahead. That you have very, but but I heard what you said before I came on about you know American citizens and you know whether the numbers are right. The numbers are all screwed up, and you know they won't even tell you how they came to these one hundred twenty three thousand four hundred million whatever. It's all BS. But what's really insidious about that is that they want you to focus on the statistics so that you will be distracted from the stories, from the anecdotes, from the human suffering, right? Because I was dealing with American citizens who went through hell. Every day, walking up to those gates with all of the documentation, either getting turned away by the Taliban. If they get past the Taliban, they got turned away by the Turks. If they get past the Turks, they got turned away by U.S. Marines, okay? This happened many, many times. Many, many reporters have already reported it. So don't sit there and tell me you did everything you could because the least you could have done was design a system that wasn't this totally, totally screwed up. Josh, thank you so much. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, he's the author of Chaos Under Heaven. Uh, he is probably, I think, the the leading voice on uh, China and where they're going and what it all means uh, and has a good head on his shoulders. Um, columnist for The Washington Post, Chaos Under Heaven, Josh Rogan. Thank you so much, Josh. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. There's a lot of talk of impeachment uh, going around, but I don't think Nancy Pelosi is is going to go along with it. However, should should our president be impeached? Uh, you can't impeach him for incompetence, although it's a political thing. I guess you could impeach for any reason, but I would like to make a real one. Remember, the Ukraine, that that was all about the timing of military aid to Ukraine and the request of the Ukraine to purchase some Javelin defense missiles, three hundred and ninety one million dollars. Well, we've just handed the Taliban, not an ally, ten billion dollars. billion. During Trump's impeachment trial, the left said that Trump delaying military aid to Ukraine was cruel and dangerous to American national security. Well, what about the problems that have now been caused by President Biden that have directly led to Taliban controlling billions of dollars of the highest attack we have? Based on harm to the United States over the last two weeks alone, the damage done to the relationship and the trust with our allies, the outrageous waste and fleecing of American taxpayers, giving the Taliban a list of names of U.S. citizens and Afghani allies, not to mention the loss of American lives last Thursday, which is more impeachable? One phone call by the president or President Biden's Afghanistan meltdown this is why congressional democrats should have checked themselves before they wrecked themselves lowering the impeachment bar so far because biden is soaring over that bar now congresswoman lauren bobert is with us now she is uh the congressman from uh, colorado she's calling on biden to resign and calling for impeachment proceedings to begin uh, to begin congresswoman welcome to the program 
Thanks so much, Glenn. It's wonderful to be on uh, with you today. And um, I, I really do just want to stop and thank you and your listeners. And thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries and the Nazarene Fund. What y'all did actually going to Afghanistan and rescuing over 5,000 endangered Christians is nothing but miraculous. Well, thank uh, you. That, that's the American spirit right there. And that's American exceptionalism. Yeah. And that's the kindness and charity that we've been called to as Christians. So yes. thank you. Thank you. That is, uh, it's, it's an exceptional audience. Um, this audience is incredible, just incredible. I think the best in, in the nation, uh, perhaps ever assembled on radio. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about your call for impeachment. What are you basing it on? Well, there's uh, there's certainly a lot that uh, Joe Biden has uh, done as a dereliction of duty. He has um, not fulfilled his oath of office as uh, as president of the United States and commander in chief. Um, you know, I, I saw what you had to say while while you were over there. And, and look, you're absolutely right. There has been no leadership on this issue, no leadership in protecting uh, endangered Americans, endangered Christians, no leadership in protecting our troops or our equipment. And and no accountability even for now the Taliban who's flying our Black Hawk helicopters with uh, seemingly uh, public hangings from them. Yes. No leadership is getting our citizens out. And I, I'm sure your listeners have heard that the last U.S. flight left Kabul yesterday and many Americans are still stranded in Afghanistan. That is unacceptable and that is infuriating. Where is the accountability? So far there's only been one resignation because of this mess and it it came from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, who resigned because he could no longer serve in a military run by such buffoons. And look at the track record of our so-called commander-in-chief and his re regime. $85 billion in state-of-the-art military equipment has been handed over to terrorists. This so-called commander-in-chief has been taking orders from terrorists. They stranded Americans with no way to get home. They took orders uh, from the tele Taliban and directed our soldiers to clean the airport for these killers. And they allowed 13 of our brave men and women to be killed. Joe Biden needs to be resigned. He needs to resign. He needs to be removed. His military advisors who's shown that they are more focused on wokeness than winning need to resign. And if Joe Biden refuses to do that, then all options are on the table. That could mean the 25th Amendment and he could go home and take his nap and eat his applesauce, or that very well could mean impeachment. And my office is working on that exactly. The incompetence of this regime is a national security threat. And myself and many members of the House Freedom Caucus are going to take a stand. Uh, I'm 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 glad to hear you say that. Uh, what are the odds with Nancy Pelosi and uh, the Democrats in charge? What are the odds that you could actually move this forward? Glenn, I am calling on just a handful of Democrats to take a stand against the Speaker of the House. I am in Washington, D.C. right now demanding that members come back to Washington. If we could be called back into session from our recess to start the process of spending trillions and trillions of dollars unnecessarily, we certainly can be called back into session for this. I need Democrats to take a stand and show that they are not under the complete control of Speaker Pelosi. Uh, we have to put pressure on them. Uh, we have to put pressure on Republicans right now. Uh, I see 
primaries in the future of any Republican who does not call for action right now. The American people want something done. They're tired of politicians just talking about what needs to happen. They need action behind those words, and we have to be the ones who are doing it. And that's why I'm in Washington, D.C. right now saying it is worth being here to stop this madness and hold this regime accountable. So what can my audience do to help you? Everyone needs to be putting pressure on their members of Congress. We need the Congress to come together. We always hear about Democrats saying the Republicans won't work for them. Well, this is their opportunity to work with us, to work with us to make sure that America remains an exceptional nation, remains a free nation, remains uh, the strongest military force in the world who doesn't just give over their equipment to terrorists, to their enemies, and, and fund the opposite side of a war we need them to come together with us and say there has to be accountability now now think about it glenn when uh when our servicemen and women leave equipment behind whether that's night vision goggles or any any piece of equipment uh that that they have in their possession they are held personally liable, whether that's uh, monetarily or they are demoted and they have a lesser rank. What is happening to Miley right now? What is happening to Austin right now? Where is the accountability for all of the $85 billion in equipment that has been left behind? I need just a handful of Democrats to step up and say, we are not going to stand for this. If they can uh, impeach President Trump over a perfect phone call and a perfect speech, uh, certainly they can take a stand against this and, and show that they still have some dignity for this nation. I will tell you that, um, you know, if we had if we had Marines, soldiers, airmen uh, that were as brave as one was last week, if we had one of those yes. per day, that would mount quickly. Uh, it wouldn't take more than 20 that had real uh, sets on them and and was willing to walk away and i know the american people would take care of those people um and if they would just walk away and say i can't do this because the upper brass has defiled and disgraced everything we stand for if just 20 people would do it at once a day one person a day it would start to add up, but you've got just one guy and uh, and it made a big splash, but there it's it's not going to change anything. One guy alone won't mm -hmm. change. He can inspire right. others. But where are the others? I, I certainly hope uh, that Lieutenant Colonel uh, Stuart Scheller is inspiring others to do the Me same. Too. And I want him and others to know that we have their back. I have legislation that is being drafted in my office to reinstate his benefits. Uh, so he does not Good. lose that from the time that he served our, our country. And uh, so I want other people to know we absolutely have your back. Um, and we can certainly get this started while Republicans are in the minority. Uh, but we will have the majority in 2022. And there will be a day of reckoning. So all of these people who are, are worried about taking a stand right now know that we have you. Let me ask you one last question. Have you thought about Kamala Harris as president? <laughs> Does it get any better? 
so of course that is uh, the number one question when you start thinking about impeachment and and discussing that you start going down the list well do we really want president harris do we really want president pelosi um she certainly has uh, shown what she does with the people's house here in washington dc i can imagine what she would do with the white house so i have legislation uh that will be introduced uh in impeaching both biden and harris and nancy pelosi can follow them out the freaking door um she certainly needs to be held accountable for this as well and um we have called as uh, the freedom caucus we have called on leader mccarthy um to introduce uh, a, a resolution to vacate the chair holy cow uh has that been done before um, I, I don't know if that's actually been done, uh, but this is something that we are pursuing because this is uh, serious. This is uh, a national security threat at this point to have this kind of leadership in America. And so everyone needs to be held accountable. We're not just stopping with sleepy, sluggish Joe. We're going down to uh, absent Harris and, uh, and Pelosi as well. Um, we absolutely need to vacate the chair. Think about it, Glenn. Nancy Pelosi would not be Speaker of the House right now if she hadn't built a plexiglass penalty box for COVID positive members of Congress to vote her in as Speaker of the House. They only have a five person majority right now. And she built a, uh, a, a box in the House chambers so COVID positive members can come into this building with COVID and vote for her as Speaker of the House. She has a very slim majority and she needs to be removed as Speaker. She needs to be removed from the chair and we need to have actual leadership in place here. Mm. Uh, well, I uh, I appreciate I appreciate your uh, willingness to stand. I've I loved it. I mean, you still own the uh, you still own the bar, right? Uh, yeah. So in my restaurant, right? Oh, restaurant. Yes, yeah. Sorry. Grill. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Shooter's Grill. Uh, I I loved you when you first came out, and I love the fact that you are still as spirited as you were uh, then. Thank you for keeping an eye on them. Uh, let us know when we can we can help. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Glenn. You bet. Na, 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 na.